one. Welcome to the Art of Grateful Leadership podcast. I'm Judy Umless, creator of the Center for Grateful Leadership and author of three books, including Grateful Leadership, Using the Power of Acknowledgement to Engage All Your People and Achieve Superior Results. I'm also Senior Vice President at the International Institute for Learning, or IIL. And today, my dear listeners, I am really honored and delighted to have with me as our guest, Chaplain Lieutenant Colonel Primitivo Davis. He's Executive Officer of the United States Army Institute for Religious Leadership. And Chaplain Davis and I go way back. I don't even know how many years it is. Chaplain Davis, welcome today to this podcast, and I'm really so pleased to have you with us. Happy to be here. Thank you. So how far back do we go? It seems like, uh, uh, well, it's less than a decade. I know that. It is less than a decade, and it's New York. So if I count back to my New York assignment, that's going yeah. to be 2010, 11-ish. So, so we're close to a decade here. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're bordering on a decade. Okay, and we have kept the vision alive since we met in that year. And it was actually um, Irene Nicholson, an IIL employee, thank you, Irene, who was at one of your services at West Point, and you were speaking about acknowledgement. And she said, you got to hear what Judy Umlis has to say about it. And she got you my book, and that began some amazing things. Absolutely. And actually, it wasn't at West Point. I was invited down to the city. So it was in Manhattan. Oh, wow. yeah, I was in, I was invited down into the city by a colleague of mine who pastors uh, one of the larger churches in New York City in Manhattan. And he brought me down to speak. And I did. I spoke about my topic was family systems and how to recover the family and how to grow a family, particularly, um, you know, with dysfunction early on. And wow. part of that was about uh, acknowledgement and love and forgiveness. Obviously, I was coming from a more spiritual perspective, but yeah. there, there definitely were some things that coincides um, with, with what you teach and what grateful leadership is. And, uh, and yeah, so what, what interestingly happened is she actually couldn't get in contact with me at first. She actually contacted the pastor who invited me, who was my friend, and he called me which is which is common amongst professional circles. And he said, hey, before I give your cell phone number out, uh, here's, <laughs> you know, there's a lady. And, and and he really didn't know what she wanted, to be to be quite honest. Uh-huh. This was very insistent that she speak with me. And so that's probably what gave him pause because she was so insistent without uh-huh. clarity on what she wanted. So but but uh, something in me just said, ah, sounds like somebody I need to talk to. Um, so I, I told her I told him to give her my number she did and then that's when she made the connection with you and to be quite honest i still didn't have the clarity until i spoke with you and it was mm-hmm. moments in when you shared the power of acknowledgement and great leadership that that i felt the kinship that now has lasted almost a decade wow what a great story and uh i i know that i, yeah, I called you um a kindred spirit in a blog post i wrote it was in 2012, and it, the the cover story of Time Magazine then was one a day. Every day, one U.S. soldier commits suicide. Why the military can't defeat its most insidious enemy. And that, that has pervaded our 
work together in our conversations. And um, just when you brought me to West Point to do a day long seminar, day and night long, do you remember what you did? I do. I do. <laughs> I, I have never been so wiped at the end of an engagement as I was because. First, we did, I think we had about, you had 21 leaders there, military leaders from West Point in the class. And after we did that whole day, then you invited all their spouses to come with us and them out to dinner for a magnificent dinner. And then I had to train all the spouses. Remember that? I do. I <laughs> oh, do. Oh, it was one of the most gratifying and exhausting days of my career. Well, hopefully, hopefully a good day, though. It, oh, it, was, it, was, it, was, a great, it was a great day. Fantastic. So what is it about the power of acknowledgement that spoke and continues to speak to you so strongly? I think for me, you know, I, I am in the people business. That's what I do for my profession and my, my own personal worldview outside of any professional tie to the military or any organization. My own personal world life mission is to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And so with that, with my life mission, I'm always looking for ways to sharpen my own toolbox in order to help help people. And, and I find a, I find a myriad or a gamut of, of tools available to us. And some of them are, um, um, how do I say, a little more complex or a little harder to reach. So, for example, I, I do believe academia has a place. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you're trying to get better and help others, you, you need to do some studies and some research. So that has its place. Um, I, I think uh, science has its place, um, and, but these things take time and, and, and they're not necessarily immediate. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of the PhD that I'm trying to complete and it's a long process, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's not an immediate result. What I like about the power of knowledge and grateful leadership is for me, it's an immediate result. Literally, Ugh. you can spend a few minutes yep. just being introduced to the concept and you can go out of your door and talk to your neighbor and put it into action and instantaneously see the positive results. So for me, it's something that I can I can tangibly use myself and that I can tangibly give to others. It doesn't cost a lot. It doesn't take a lot of effort. It, and it makes a difference in the world. And I'll tell you, that is what is most appealing to me. You mentioned earlier this, uh, the suicide rates and uh, in the world, in our country, and definitely mm -hmm. in the military. And a lot of times as leaders, people who are, are charged with solving that problem or that challenge, we look for the best answers. And I think that this is one of them. And mm -hmm. I think I think it works. That's, that's the bottom line. I think it works. That's such an affirmation. And I just love the story you told me on the phone the other day about the uh, person you dealt with in customer service for some company. Can you can you tell us that story that was so endearing? Sure. So I um, one of the things I, I would like to think I did this somewhat before being introduced to the power acknowledge acknowledgement <laughs> grateful leadership. So I, I hope I wasn't terrible before being introduced. <laughs> to this you are. What I do know what I do know for sure is that I do it in 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 far greater measure now than before I, I ever met you or read the books. And uh -huh. and so what I what I what I do um, now which, you know, is, is the, of the five C's, you know, which of course, you know, well, that, that my consciousness is much higher now. Yes. And so when I interact with people, I'm always looking 
for an opportunity to to acknowledge them and particularly in the customer service realm. Now, I'll preface this story by saying I am that guy. I, I, I will own this moniker. I am the guy that if something is not right as a customer, I will address it. Okay, I'm that customer. Me however, <laughs> however, what I have also become in greater measure is the customer who when something is right, oh. I will also address that. Yes. And, and and that's not something I can say I did early, early on in my life and maybe in my 20s and my 30s, my early 40s. But so so I was on the phone with a customer service representative. She was very pleasant, which always helps. Um, she was very knowledgeable, which also helps. Um, and she was to the point, meaning she got what is your pro- what is your issue, sir? I acknowledge that issue. Now, let me fix it for you. And she got it fixed and she did it with a smile. She didn't transfer me to five different people. Um, (laughs) And and it was just a great experience. And so what I said to her was, and maybe I I will curb this for my next acknowledgement. I started with, can I speak to your supervisor? (laughs) And and so, of course, she immediately says, oh, no, uh, it looks like I've done something (laughs) wrong here. And, of course, I followed that by, I would like to tell him or her what a great job you've done today. And, and, And her, even though this was on the phone, I could... I could almost feel her energy through the phone. But, but, but really what I felt was her, her intonation. And her intonation was, oh, thank you so much. She said, my supervisor is not available at the moment. However, you will be getting a survey email as soon as I hang up the phone. And if you would like to fill that out, that would be great. But she said, even if you don't fill that out, what you said to me just now has made my week. Oh. And oh. that to me is the power of acknowledgement. And this is a stranger. This is someone I likely will never, ever meet again in my life. Imagine if I consistently do that to my family, to my actual neighbors in my neighborhood, to my colleagues, to those I lead. And I do, and I'm able to follow up with acknowledgements, not just one random one, but I can do it consistently. What a difference I think we can make in the fabric of our lives. And in the whole world, I really believe this is what's missing in the world. And so many people feel invisible, unappreciated, unvalued. And and like you said, I mean, this is the perfect example of how simple it is to make a profound difference in someone's life who, you know, she may have been having a hard day, but but I love when you said you could hear her smile, you know, I mean, that's. That's such you really do hear that over the phone when somebody's, you know, got a nice attitude. You do feel it. We feel the energy of it. And how much more smiling would she be if more people did what you did? You know, went to the supervisor about what was right or wanted to go. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, you know what? I I just jumped right into this without giving you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself and what your mission is and what your purpose is. You you always have a grand vision. I know that. And so just tell us a little bit about yourself, Chaplain Davis. All right. So the, the I'll give you the very short version. So I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, a proud Philadelphian, mm-hmm. uh, cheesecake hey. eating pretzel-eating, orange soda, Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies and Eagles fan, uh, but born and raised in Philadelphia, uh, the son of a Philadelphia police officer, and had always wanted to be a police officer. Later on in life, um, 
you know, I believe uh, the higher power said to me, hey, I, I have something else for you to do with your life. And so I uh, began a study for uh, ministry, was an overseas missionary for a few years, uh, and then eventually became an army chaplain where I've spent the last 20 years of my professional career. Uh, and as an army chaplain, it's a very diverse uh, community and a very diverse opportunity in that the army chaplain gets to serve in many different places, uh, many different situations, um, and many different types of contexts. And so I've loved it. It's, it's been it's been great, and it, it's uh, definitely a calling, and it matches up very well with my life uh, with my life mission, as I stated earlier, to make the world a better place. And yes. at least for now where I am now, I feel called to make the world a better place by serving uh, soldiers um, and their families um, that serve in, in uniform. So it's it's a great, it's great. Uh, I currently am stationed in Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and uh, I love the South. I call myself a converted Southerner, although I visit my family in the North frequently, um, but that's where I am now. And uh, I, I am there, again, um, serving soldiers and families and trying to make the world better through that service. And I know you're doing it. I, just uh, by the stories you tell me, I, I know that you're making a, a huge difference to people. And uh, I, I included you um, in the Grateful Leadership book. You're one of the people I profiled, uh, for those of you who have the book, page 128. <laughs> um, and and you got more uh, page space than I think anybody else. But But anyway, I mean, I love that you you know you were writing you said um at that time you said i write a personal handwritten note to one of my team of 13 each week telling that person what i appreciate about appreciate about him or her either professionally or personally then during the four times a month that i formally brief my commander i use at least one of those times to highlight one member of my team i mean you you've always been um geared that way it seems you are you still um keeping up the practice i still i, I do still do that um uh yep and, and i uh i also took another a third step to that those two since since that was written and i submitted that to you uh there's the third thing that i do and that is i will um you know i try to introduce the power acknowledgement and grateful leadership to anyone that I come in contact with in some level. Sometimes I will recommend the book. Sometimes I actually gift them the book. Other times I may share a concept or two with them in, in many different ways. But one of the things I have done with my leaders is I have um, offered to them to do the same practice that I do. And so, and I've made it easy for them. So what I do is I actually create the note for them and identify the person to be acknowledged in our organization. So I take that to my leadership and I say, hey, um, sir, ma'am, would be a great day. And, and, I, and I do this systematically. It's normally on a Monday. It would be a great day to acknowledge Judy Umless. I don't know if you know Judy. She works in this section. This is what she does. And here's a significant contribution of hers lately. And I bet she would be overjoyed if you wrote her a note. And 99.9% of the time, that leader will stop right there. He will write a little note and sign it. And then what I do is I sneak that note. Um, I usually do it either early in the morning or late at night. I put it on their desk. Aww. So I don't even hand give it to them. I put it on their desk. So when they come in, it's right on their keyboard. And uh -huh. so then let's say Judy Umless walks into her office and the leader of our organization has written them a note. It's, it's short, sweet, to the point. 
but it just says, thank you for being on the team. Thank you for your contributions. And I will tell you that has been uh, a winner, both from my leaders. My leaders have learned to enjoy it. And then what I found is my leaders get used to me doing that. And if I forget or if I miss a Monday, then my leaders will say, hey, Tim Davis, where's my where's my note in person today? And I say, <laughs> when they say that, now I know I know we're making a, a culture change, right? We we are introducing acknowledgement as a as a part of our fabric, uh-huh. and that really does my heart good. So yeah, so that's a third initiative that I've just um, used in my own in my own professional sphere. And is that you know that it's so interesting because it's a it's a wonderful wonderful practice and a gesture, and I wish all organizations did that. But do they know the people that they're acknowledging? Do the people know them? Is there uh, so the people that are being acknowledged all know because the people that I'm, I'm advocating to do this are normally the leader. So they would be the equivalent of the CEO of a company. Right. So uh-huh. everyone in the company knows the CEO, but the right. CEO does not necessarily know, you know, a mail clerk or the senior manager for logistics in the department two floors away. You know what I mean? Yeah. OK. So. So, yeah, so the, the person being acknowledged always knows who they're getting the acknowledgement from. The, the leader acknowledging may not also, but that's also part of my goal. Now they do because they now are putting a name with, at, at a minimum, a name with a, with a position. And so what I'm hoping is that now when that leader interacts with that person, maybe at a social function for the organization or maybe just walking by their office, they'll remember, hey, that's the person I wrote a note for when the chaplain came by and said I should acknowledge somebody. And so now he or she is probably more inclined to stop. Or this is what happens. That person comes running out of their office now because they feel a little more open to approach that leader where before they would not. And they say, hey, sir, ma'am, thank you so much for that note. And so now we've created chemistry. We've created dialogue. We've created all based on acknowledgement. So it's a win, 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 win over and over. That's great. And do you put in anything um, like a little different for each person that they, you know, you ask them to write when when you. Yeah, but what I try to do to make it easy on my leaders is I do a little pre-work and I try. So I will often, and I'm putting this out for the whole world to hear. Now you're going to know my secrets, but um, (laughs) I, what I do is I normally go down to the office or the directorate of which the person is. And I will ask at that level, their leader, I will just out of curiosity say, hey, what's going on with Judy today? What, what, what's she, what kind of projects is she working on? What's she doing? Oh, and they may say, oh, yeah, she's working on such and such. Is that going good? Yeah, she's been working on that for six months. She's almost at fruition. And so, so then I go back to my leader and I say, hey, sir, ma'am, you might want to write a little note to Judy. Thanks for that six-month project. I know you're coming to completion. Okay. Wow. So, so I'm kind of I'm kind of stacking the deck, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Good. No, that's a wonderful practice. And, uh, you know, the one one thing that we always want to make sure of is that it's authentic and heartfelt. You know, those are the yep. two characteristics. So I know it is from your heart and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with this, but is it um, heartfelt from the leader? It does. Uh, does it? mean something to that leader to acknowledge these people right so here's my goal so we have yeah. a saying in the military and, it, and it, uh, not a saying but a methodology and i'm sure i'm sure it's used outside the, the military as well but it's called crawl walk run 
And basically, when we get a brand new soldier, 18-year-old, fresh out of high school, um, we don't teach them to be an advanced marksman in the first 10 weeks, right? We tell them this is a machine gun. This is a bullet. Bullet goes in machine gun. Point in safe direction, <laughs> right? <laughs> we teach them. So we, we start them off crawling. Uh, and then at the end of 10 weeks, we actually have them shooting at a target. And then three, four, five, six years later, they might actually be a trained marksman for the military. But right. we, we let them crawl, we let them walk, and we let them run. So what I do with the power acknowledgement is I everyone is at a different place on acknowledgement, right? Some mm-hmm. some people have it. Even when they are introduced to your material, they, they were doing some of it before, right? And it's just a reminder. And then there are other people who've never thought about it, who literally don't acknowledge anybody. So I meet people at different places. And so with yes. my leaders, what I'm trying to do, when I what, what I refer to as stacking the deck, what I'm trying to do is is lead them to the water, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to help them see that acknowledgement is, is important and that it makes a difference in their organization and yes. that people will respond to it. And what I'm hoping Excellent. is that as I help them in the beginning, I can eventually move out and they do it naturally. And I can tell you that in most cases, not all, but in many cases, that's what happens. And that's why I was referring to when they when they start asking me, Chaplain, who are we going to acknowledge this oh, week? Beautiful. Now, now I know we're moving into what you just talked about, about it being more heartfelt and uh, and, and, and it coming from them and meaning something to them. So that's You're my goal. You're training them. You're yes, training that's, them. That's right. Training without training. They, they don't even yeah. know. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to do it. And, you know, I, I think very often about um, that day in West Point when I, I mean, I, I remember being uh, slightly terrified when I walked into that room. I will be very transparent. And, you know, there were these uh, six foot four soldiers. They were all being deployed within the next three months. And that to me was it was like so dramatic and they, even the ones who came in with a few misgivings, they felt like they really wanted to get something out of that day. And I remember uh, when the session was over, one of them came up to me and he said, I am taking the power of acknowledgement onto the battlefield. And I mean, that I, I was so uh, moved by that and, you know, just on a personal level, so sad that they had to be on the battlefield, but at the same time that they were going to take this, this got into their blood. And uh, I'll never forget also when you, after that dinner, when we did that training uh, for the spouses, one of your six foot four uh, leaders was sobbing. He was literally sobbing because his wife wrote him an acknowledgement. That was part of the exercise. Mm-hmm. And she wrote him an acknowledgement telling him how taken care of she felt, no matter where he was in the world, by by him. And he was carrying this, you know, forget about the, you know, the military weapons he's carrying. He was carrying a sack of guilt that was weighing him down. And he said that acknowledgement from his wife lightened his load, lightened his burden, and he, he was just moved to tears. So I don't, I don't know if I ever shared that with you. It was in, incredible. Yeah, and that's what acknowledgement does. It really does. Yeah. 
And, you know, that day that um, you and I, I reached out to you and you were about to reach out to me when that Time magazine cover came out. Remember that? I mean, it was just I like do. synchronicity. And as a result of that, I think you were at Fort Drum at the time, right? Right. Yep. And you you created um, a suicide prevention program with me, with the power of acknowledgement, you got the funding, you got the green light, you got the go ahead, and then they whisked you off to uh, where'd you go then? It was Iraq, Afghanistan. Or Afghanistan. Afghanistan. <laughs> you were gone for two years, so it's been, uh, you know, your vision is always uh, alive, and and it's a beautiful light, and I know it's it's still happening. And, uh, you know, we trust that it will uh, at some point make its way throughout at least the U.S. Army, if, if not the entire military organization. Yeah, well, I tell you, when I when I look at the challenges that people face and obviously uh, suicide is a big challenge for us all, um, particularly, you know, when you're personally touched by it, if, if a family member ever succumbs to that challenge or someone mm -hmm. in the workplace, you know, it's, 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 it's something that we all can see. We, we want to, you know, combat and, um, sure there are complex things in life that sometimes contribute to a person reaching that point. Um, but I think again, the power of acknowledgement is something that has, everybody wants to be acknowledged. Everybody wants to be connected. Everybody yeah. wants be loved. Everybody wants to know that they make a difference in some yes. small way uh, to the organization. And so I, I, I really do think that um, that the power of acknowledgement and grateful leadership, both, um, it can make a difference. And, and, I, and I think me personally, I think it can make a, a difference even in um, suicide prevention. And that's why, um, you know, I use it in my own life all the time with everyone mm -hmm. that I meet. Because as you said earlier, you that's the thing about life challenges. You know, most of us don't wear our life challenges on our sleeve or a sign that says I'm having a bad day. And right. so you never know. You never know. And so the practice of acknowledging people regardless means that someday if you do that, if we all do that often enough, someday you're going to meet somebody who's having a really, really bad day. And your acknowledgement could be the difference maker. It really could. You know, and I'm in um, a very interesting place where people come to me with their stories that you know people I, i've heard story after story after story of lives that have literally been saved mm -hmm. by an acknowledgement literally and uh you know it, it's hard to imagine the impact of this but i know you not only uh can imagine it you envision it and you use it on a daily basis and i i, I couldn't begin to acknowledge you enough for the work you're doing and in carrying this powerful um simple little tool out to to the world and and i i really want to thank you chaplain davis what what else would you like to say as we uh go toward closing um you know i guess if, if i was to share one thought with with your audience or anyone that's listening um i, I would just say that um acknowledgement for me, I'll just share my story. Acknowledgement yeah. for me, I don't, I don't want to portray myself as an acknowledgement expert or someone, someone to be exemplary with the concept because 
and uh, in, in real truth, I'm not. I'm a person who works at it. That's what I would say. I'm what? a person who works at it all the time um, mm. because I because I know it because I know it it's beneficial. But but that's what I would say. I I would I think at some point, um, you know, at one of those, you know, is it okay if I refer to the one of the five C's? Sure, of course. Yeah, I think, they're yours. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think at some point we are all going to find that one or more of the five C's challenges us more than the other. And I was looking in preparation for talking today, I was just reviewing uh, some of the material and, and I found something very funny for myself and my own <laughs> personal journey. And I, and I was going to ask you this. So the five C's, consciousness, choice, courage, communication, commitment, are they meant to be progressive? Is that how you outline them? That's a really good question. Um, in, in a sense, yes, but you can, take one out of context and focus on that. I mean, you know, the very first step has to be consciousness. I mean, you have to be conscious and aware of the opportunity. Like you you work at that, you know, that's probably your, your biggest gift and your biggest challenge to be conscious of what is a possibility for acknowledgement. And then you have a choice about whether to give it or not. And and then the courage is what it takes. So there's a flow. It's not like uh, one must lead to the other. You can pick right. one right out of it. But does that, does that answer your question? It does. But what's what's interesting for me, and this is my story. My point with sharing this all is that I, yeah. we have to work at it. But interesting for my story is I went from if if we go one through five, I went from one to five to two, and three and four for me. Are not that much of are not that much work. So when I was introduced to you, it 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 perked my consciousness, right? It okay. elevated my consciousness, and immediately I will tell you, in my experience, I went to number five commitment. I've been committed to this since ten years ago, and my and my commitment has never wavered. Now, the courage and communication to acknowledge. Um, particularly the communication, because in there, I think you describe it uh, as as finding the right way to acknowledge the right words, the right timing, things of that nature. For me, because of my profession, I, I don't think that was a, the communicative aspect of it was not as difficult. Um, but I have to come back around to the and my consciousness is already pretty high. But now for me, the biggest ones are choice and courage, mm. choosing to do it. And then really. Um, and then most recently, as I was reviewing your material, as you know, for some other things, uh, in the last month or so, the courage, the courage thing can really be, a can really trip me up sometimes because, <laughs> you know, the, the lady on the phone that I, that we talked about earlier in this, yeah. story, that's pretty easy for me. It's not, not too, diff not a lot of risk there, but there are other settings where rendering the acknowledgement is associated with some risk. And that's where, to be quite honest and transparent with you and your audience, that's where I have my biggest um, moments of reflection. When I, when I, you know, when I have to really exercise some courage to, to give an acknowledgement that I, you know, I'm not sure how it may be taken or something like that. And I just have to remind myself that that doesn't matter. Right. It, it is the delivery of the acknowledgement which matters and really nothing else. And when I when I allow myself to reflect on that, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, the acknowledgement does the work itself and is bigger than than me, the deliverer, if that makes sense. It does. And in general terms, I don't want you to feel like you should be specific, but what what's an example for you of an acknowledgement that 
causes you to have to access courage to do yeah. that. So, so that's easy. So I, I am, uh, as you know from introducing me, I'm a, mili- a career military officer. Mm-hmm. And, and anybody who's watched one military movie, you know that the military <laughs> is a hierarchical organization. Yes. Which goes from the rank of private up to the rank of four-star general. And as we progress and interact and, and, and communicate with each other, there is a protocol which is required in the military. And mm-hmm. without giving you a boring military uh, history lesson, the reason we had that protocol is because when we get to the crucible of what we signed up to do, which is to uh, fight and win the nation's wars, when we are in the crucible of that in the war, we don't have time for a lack of clarity. We don't have time for people to misunderstand what was said or who said it or who needs to do it. Everybody needs to be clear about who's giving orders, who's taking orders, and who's executing them. So that's just the context in which I professionally operate. Well, in that, um, sometimes, um, and this is human nature, um, just like in the corporate world or anywhere else, sometimes people acknowledge for less than um, uh, honorable intent, if that if that makes sense. And so I yeah. never want to be I never want to be um, I never want someone to assume that I am acknowledging them them particularly if they are higher than me. Yeah, I don't want them yes. to assume that I'm acknowledging them for any reason but sincere acknowledgement. And so that's for me where it takes courage because I'll be very honest and transparent. There are times where I'm tempted to acknowledge and I pause and I say, man, I hope my leader doesn't take this the wrong way. You know, thinking I'm trying to butter them up or something like that. <laughs> that's and, a big but, one. but when I reflect on it, I think about it. But if I, if I do that, Judy, if I don't give them that acknowledgement, that means that the majority of people are thinking like me and the very person who might need an acknowledgement, my leader, is the one who's not going to get it because all of the subordinates are too shy or don't have the courage to step out and give an honest acknowledgement. So I, I think I combat it well, but I, just being honest, sometimes it does it, it does cause me to pause, to be, if yeah, I'm being honest. No, that's, uh, that, that's true of all of us. And, uh, you know, I really feel that because of what you've highlighted, our leaders are the most under-acknowledged people in the workplace, and I'm sure in the military as well. So, uh, you know, I I will take the risk. And I I mean, there's some pretty graphic descriptions, you know, to what what you feel like you're going to be accused of being, you know. Uh, (laughs) But I won't use those, but we all know what we're talking about. And and I I take the risk because they're a human being, and they... (laughs) need to hear it and you know i've I've actually sometimes my ceo sends out uh you know a very moving uh update or or something that really reaches my heart and i'll I'll come back to her and she has sent it to our entire company around the world and she'll she'll tell me something like you're the only one who responded to this judy and you know i had a hesitation about it but you know, you send you you're shooting something out into the wind, and you don't know if it's landed. You know, if people have gotten it and got it gotten it the way it was meant to be delivered. So um, yeah, I, I, that that's a a real good reason people use for not doing it. But I applaud you. I, in fact, I acknowledge you for um, having the courage to do that, especially in the military where. It's so layered and segmented and, you know, you have all your official paths of communication. But that's uh, why you are making 
a constant difference, Chaplain Davis, and um, will continue to, I know, in your life and your work and whatever comes next. And, uh, and I'm honored that you want to continue the journey with grateful leadership and the power of acknowledgement. Absolutely. Just, you, you should know that I take it with me every day and every encounter, both professional and personal. Oh. I spread the message far and wide, and, and I just hope, like I do with many other positive initiatives in life, I hope, I hope to be a spark that starts a positive fire that spreads all through the world. Yes, and you are, you are already that spark, no doubt about it. I can see it from here in New York, and you're in South Carolina. So I see the spark, and we don't even have our cameras on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Chaplain Davis. And uh, let's continue to do more good things together. And uh, I want our listeners to please mark your calendars and join us at the Center for Grateful Leadership live webinar in honor of Employee Appreciation Day on March 5th at 1 p.m., and we're going to have a very exciting guest presenter. Her name is Samantha Elliott, and she has one of the best titles <laughs> I've ever heard, Recognition and Appreciation Lead at BASF Corporation, which is one of the largest producers and marketers of chemicals and related products in North America. And she will speak about creating a culture of recognition and appreciation. So I think it would do us all a lot of good to hear her and take her message forth from them. Also, if you want to join the Center of Great for Grateful Leadership and get our invitations and announcements, you can go to www.gratefulleadership.com. Admission is free, but the experience, I'm told, is priceless. You can also reach out to me directly at any time by writing to me at judy.umlas, U-M-L-A-S, at IIL.com. And please remember to acknowledge someone or many someones each and every day. Until the next time, and I'm Judy Umless. <laughs>